Welcome to Get Off the Mic, a hockey podcast by hockey nerds for hockey nerds. Brought to you by the writers from GetOffTheIce.com. Hello and welcome to Get Off the Mic, a hockey podcast by hockey nerds for hockey nerds. You heard it in the pre-recorded intro. I'm your host, Mac, and we've got an, a very exciting episode for you guys today. You guys submitted answers. We're going to talk about them in the most fun game show style possible, the family feud, but you guys are going to have to wait for it. We're not that easy. You got to take us out to dinner before you get the actual results. That <laughs> with did me not today. work. <laughs> <laughs> with me today, uh, my longtime co-host, who I think we're all just kind of transitioning into people that randomly appear on the show. That's my, that's Scotty staff writer, Paul. And alongside him and myself is the trivia master himself, the guy who's probably cheating, but we can't corroborate it because pandemic stuff. Scotty staff writer Keith. Hi guys, how are you? A little hurt now, but like fine, I guess. It's a compliment. We're back to the Mac intros. Yeah, simple and mean. Yep. yep. To be fair, when I was in the twelfth grade, a teacher thought that I plagiarized my essay because it was that good. Did you? Which teacher was this? Uh, Miss Martinez. Oh, I miss her. She was nice, right? Um, I don't have an opening question. Today is September twenty seventh. We're amidst the Stanley Cup final and have plenty to talk about and to play with. So let's just get on with the guys. The Stanley Cup final continued last night in maybe the first ever Stanley Cup final back-to-back. That is not a corroborated fact, so don't take my word for it. Dallas stayed alive with a double overtime winner off the stick of known crotch attacker Corey Perry. Keith, is this like good for them or are they back in it now? Uh, I think it's kind of, as you alluded to, sort of a sarcastic, well, good for them. Watching the game last night, Tampa just looked like they have them completely outgunned. Like, Dallas is still a very good team, and they've definitely deserved to be in these finals, but Tampa's just the better team right now, and I feel like their win is almost inevitable. Thanos-esque. Although, Thanos does lose, lose, so that doesn't bode well. Paul, have you got a differing kind of thought on this? No. Watching, I did kind of call Dallas taking that game. I figured they'd squeeze one more out of Tampa, and seeing how dominant Tampa was, I'm like, this is going to be one of those games where, no, the better team loses, and that's what happened. Yeah, I mean, it always does work out like that, ironically. I know when we watch Leafs games, not so much the Sens, they don't usually dominate games, but... (laughs) 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 Well, to be fair, neither do the Leafs. (laughs) Whenever they do, it's the odd time. They're gonna they're gonna get scored on here. Yeah, uh, I, I also kind of thought Dallas was gonna score, but I'm with Keith. It's not. Uh, I think I think it's a, it's almost a wrap. It's nice that we're getting hockey extended since we don't know when it's gonna be back after this. But you know, I don't know. What are you gonna do? Something that I do have a question of was Jamie Ben's penalty in Game Five that led to the power play overtime winner. Was that an actual penalty? Like, would you do you guys think that was a fair call? Yeah. Okay, let me reframe this. Do you think it was a fair call given the precedent of overtime penalties in the playoffs? Okay, well, that's the problem, right? Yeah. Because you're always kind of move the goalpost. Um, that should be a penalty, whatever the circumstances. And the problem is that the NHL and the referees think that it's playoff hockey, the rules change, especially in overtime. So normally... That's probably not called, and that's why people are all mad about it, but that is a penalty. Yeah, I'm, 
I'm of the belief, similar to you, that it's totally, that is a penalty. But I disagree with it being called because while the precedent and kind of practice of calling penalties in the playoffs and in overtime needs to change, during the Stanley Cup final in game five is not the time <laughs> to start doing that. <laughs> no. no, I agree with that. There's no consistency, which is the problem. Yeah, and, and I do feel for Dallas. I know Buffalo fans rejoice given the 1999 stuff, but, you know, that was, a, that was two decades ago. Let it go, Buffalo. Moving on, though. Major awards were handed out. I, I don't think too questionable winners. I think they kind of were in the ballpark for at least all of them. Uh, Drysaddle won the Hart. Yossi won the Norris. Very happy Carlson didn't win it. Nothing against Carlson, but he just, he's a forward. Uh, Hellebuck won the Vesna and Makar the Calder. Keith, any, any hot takes here? None whatsoever. Each of these guys makes complete sense why they won the award. Do you guys remember who your picks were for these, for these trophies? Absolutely not. <laughs> I remember my Norris and Vesna. Uh, I remember most of them actually. The Hart, I don't remember. But it definitely uh, wasn't dry side uh, I think the heart, we were almost unanimous on McKinnon. Uh, which that makes we, sense. Which we will discuss in a minute. Some very controversial thing that happened. But I think for the most part, we did we did quite well. I think so. I mean, a little, a little tap on our own backs there. Yeah, so let, let's just get into some of, the, some of the nitty-gritty here. I have a very important question. Can the most valuable player to his team, a.k.a. the heart winner, be first... If second place is also on their team, Keith, did I phrase that correctly? That, that is an interesting question. So you're basically asking, does Drysidle, does Drysidle deserve it, considering he has McDavid as a teammate? Exactly. Um, and this is directly in response to uh, six voters who had uh, Drysidle first and McDavid second. Um, the logic is questioned because how can one person be that valuable to a team if the uh, if the second most valuable player in the league is also on the team? Which, in theory, like if you actually do like if you like try and think about it in terms of math and all that, like percentages, uh, like it, it doesn't make too much sense. But there's it obviously goes beyond that. There's a lot of nuance. So, Keith, what what do you what do you think? Well, for me, the heart is kind of just the best player on the best team, right? And sure, Edmonton wasn't the best team this year, but it's hard to argue against Drysaddle and McDavid being two of the top three, top four players in the league. So it does kind of make a sense, but I see the counter argument where how can you have two MVPs on the same team? How can they both take up that much importance if they're benefiting from the other? Yeah, exactly. And I, I suppose the counter argument to the first part of your answer is that well? That's what they have the Ted Lindsay for. Um, like that, Ted Lindsay is described as the best all-around player in the league. I don't know why that one isn't more important than others. That one seems that to be, one voted it, on by players. Yeah, exactly. That one really, to me, should be the most important one. It's your peers telling you who's the best. So it's not dependent on oh, you missed the playoffs, so you obviously weren't valuable enough. Whoever you know ascribes to that thought. But yeah, I, I don't know if I fully agree. With having Drysaddle McDavid one two on the ballot, I just it, it does. It's hard for me to think that someone is the most valuable on their team, and another person on their team is the second most valuable to their team when there are guys like even Eichel who has literally no one. And obviously, that's going to be a product of GM's team building and the fact that they leave people stranded. But Paul, do you do you have kind of a different thought on this? I don't know because I kind of agree, and if you look at it like you're saying. 
how can you have one and two? If I asked you any day, who would you rather have on your team, Dreisaitl or McDavid? You're going to say McDavid 10 out of 10 times. So there's that. Dreisaitl had probably a better year because McDavid had some injury problems, but still, it's McDavid. But the other thing is we talked about how like the Jack Adams, uh, it always kind of goes to the coach where you expect them to be a bad team and then they surprise and like, oh, good for you. You're a great coach because you took them past expectations. This year is a little different, which was nice to see. But with the heart, it's almost the same. Like, do you want it to be given to a really good player on a bad team? Is that what we want? Because you could argue, like you said, Eichel is probably far more important to the Buffalo Sabres than Dreisaitl is to Edmonton. Panarin to New York, same thing. So I don't know. I kind of have mixed feelings about it. There's so much kind of questions that come with the heart because you're you are you're right. Like, is it and like should we penalize players because GMs don't know how to build a proper roster and surround Eichel with any semblance of talent? Not necessarily, but also at the same time, how are goalies not always winning the most important to their team award like that's what the Vesna turned into exactly and like no, the Vesna is the Ted Lindsay for or should is described as the Ted Lindsay for player for goalie sorry where it's just the best goalie but if you're actually looking at who contributes most and who's most you know determinant to a team's success it's definitely the goalie and frankly Hellebuck in theory at the very least should have won the heart this year because Winnipeg literally goes nowhere without him. Like, even more so than Dreisaitl or McDavid or McKinnon or anything like that. So, but why is it always forwards that win the position? Or, or that win the heart, sorry. Like, defensemen, they, they could do it. They're very important. I remember the last time a defenseman won the heart. Since Bobby Orr won it for was the it Bobby third... Orr? Well, he won it for his, the third, or, I think, so. straight time in 1971. And then ever since, one person... 2001, Chris Pronger with the Blues. Okay, okay. That's, that's the so those bad. are the only times in almost half a century that a defenseman has won Most Valuable Player, which I think is wrong. And Keith, I may be you know tickling your fancy here, but some of those years when Ottawa had nothing besides Carlson and they continued to make the playoffs, he yeah. was almost undoubtedly the most uh, valuable player to his team is in those years unquestionably well in my opinion i'm a little biased but i also think he deserves more than the nor does he have one or two norrises he's got two norrises and i think he deserves a third well there was that one year i think dowdy won it and dowdy to be honest had deserved one at that point so it just became a okay let's just give it to him year but yeah i mean carlson was like way better than anyone else even in the league again i think that could have been an mvp year for him but but I just, it kind of, it's confusing why they can't win the heart, but they can win the cons mice, right? What do you think? Okay, what do you think about this? I don't know if it's a good idea or not, but I'm going to throw it out there. Toss it. What if the NHL decided to have all these awards, like the major ones, but a category for each position? So kind of like in baseball, the gold glove, you can get one for like all positions almost. Is that watering it down or is that something to be looked at? It's hard because like they kind of have that in a sense, like Ted Lindsay for forwards, Norris for defensemen and Vesna for goalies. Um, and then it's, and then like what, what makes the heart so questionable is that it is supposed to be the one that can go to anyone because every single like category has someone or is like allocated to a position, but for some reason or another, the heart doesn't. So I guess, I mean, you could create one where it's just most valuable to your team, but 
I mean, then we could just be kind of award stuffing because then again, Hellebuck would get a bunch. Um, Yossi would probably win the other one again, you know? Yeah. It's interesting. It's definitely, I think there needs to be a long look at the NHL awards. They will never do that. But uh, it's definitely still a fun conversation. Uh, there aren't too many questions for the other uh, awards. One of the main ones, though, why is Dowdy still getting Norris votes? Well, he was, I think he was on like six or seven ballots. He did not play well this year. No, I think it's just his name. Yeah, it's 100% name recognition. Well, and now this will go into my uh, next question. Should we narrow the voter list? Because on top of people just voting for Dowdy, there was a guy who just literally forgot to put Nathan McKinnon on his ballot. Well, people asked him, like, did you not think Nathan McKinnon had one of the five best seasons this year? And he's like, no, I, I totally did. I just forgot to put him on. How do you forget, in my humble opinion, the best player in the NHL's uh, candidacy for the most important award? You would think that the NHL uh, award committee has some sort of process where they see something like that, and they can go back to the voter and are kind of questioning, like, hey, you're sure about this when they see things that are just absurd takes. Yeah. Like, well, see, I don't know how much the NHL can do about it. Like quite literally, I just have no idea because I know it's a, like a, it's a player's hockey thingy or kind of responsibility, I suppose. Cause they also operate alongside the, the writers association. I just, it's mind boggling. We put more effort into our fake picks than they put into their real <laughs> ones. Also, do we really have to have like a point system? Like, I feel like it should just be cut off at one, two, three. Vote your top three. That's it. Mm. See, now I don't mind the five because even for some people who are really, really either Homer biased or kind of stupid, just like for whatever reason, they can still have like McKinnon can still be on a ballot and get points, although apparently he can't. But, you know, it kind of does combat the amount of, like, hot takes or trying to make the headlines type of thing that maybe some writers do, maybe some don't. I have no idea. But that is definitely a worry. It obviously didn't help Jerome McGinley in 2002 when that Montreal writer just completely left him off the ballot and that costed him the heart. But Even if he got, like, a fifth, he would have won, right? <laughs> yeah, they were tied in points and he had just left him off the ballot. And Jose Theodore won because he had more first place votes. Yeah, it's it's bizarre. Um, but the, la the last award we'll talk about is the Conn Smythe. Uh, obviously, this is quite topical, given what's going on. We'll, we'll quickly run through Dallas, but is there any question about who we think, if Dallas wins, would get the Conn Smythe? No, there's no question. No, it's it's the the Russian machine himself, right? Kivy, Kivy, No, no! Kivy Ranta's had his time. It's time for Hudobin. Yeah, he's yeah. the only reason that they're here, to be honest. Yeah, like, yeah. I, nothing more to say is if uh, Keith doesn't have anything to add to Dallas's Conn Smythe. No hot takes here. Um, so then let's go to the more interesting side, when you, where you got really three guys who could who could realistically take the trophy in Braden Point, Nikita Kucherov, and Victor Hedman. Actually, can I say one thing? Sorry about Dallas. Yeah, I will say. Joe Pavelski has been unbelievable. Actually, that's I don't a think, good point. I don't think he's Conn Smythe worthy compared to the guys on Tampa and Hudobin, but I wasn't really sure about the signing by Dallas at first, but it has definitely paid off. He has been so clutch. Oh, big time. And to your point, 
Although I do think if Dallas wins, it goes to Hudobin. I wouldn't be like upset or shocked if it went to Pavelski. Yeah. Those are he's really the only candidate outside of Hudobin. I, I suppose Heiskinen, I wouldn't be too upset with. Um, but nevertheless, yeah, Pavelski has been great. Kind of the only person scoring up front, and apparently Corey Perry. But yeah, which is weird. So the back to guys. Tampa. Like, okay, what is your initial reaction, or who do you initially lean, Keith? Again, I have to sort of contrast what I think and what I think will happen. Yeah. Personally, I think if Tampa wins this next game and Braden Point doesn't have some monster, like, five-point outing, I think it's going to be Kucherov just because he's the points leader. Yeah. But I think the votes are already in, right? No. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Chris Johnson said they had to have their votes in by a third midway third period last night. Yes. So, but then okay. those get those get scrapped because that's only if they uh, oh if they only, won. yeah that's only if it okay. ends got it last night. So then they so they've been doing that or so they do that every time there's the potential for an elimination. Okay. Um. So they're so those votes got thrown out the window and now they're doing it again for game six. Got it. So. Yeah, I also think Kucherov's going to win it, but I, I think it's I think it should go to Hedman. Right? I was going to agree. Uh, yeah, that's exactly where I think it should go. He, I think he has a way bigger impact on each game than Kucherov does. And like, and that's incredible to say because Kucherov has been outstanding like this entire playoffs. There was a period where he had a ninety nine percent expected goals in the Stanley Cup Ooh. final. That's ridiculous. That's but video game numbers. <laughs> literally. That's better. I couldn't get that in a video game. <laughs> but so I, I, it will probably go to Kucherov, but I think it is Hedman. I think you're right. And that isn't to detract from anything that Point or Kucherov have done, because quite frankly, in any other year, they're all Smythe worthy, right? Like these are all kind of like almost all time playoff per- performances in a single playoff. They're all, they've all been nuts. Well, yeah, Point, Kucherov. Oh, sorry. Continue. Point and Kucherov both have like over thirty points, which is insane. Because when we did that trivia a couple weeks ago, exactly, like that ranks like almost top three. Yep. Which is insane. You have two players doing that. Yep. So, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead, Keith. No, that was the exact point I was going to make. Oh. Wow. Great minds think alike. Too bad you guys may or may not be on opposite teams for the Family Feud. Well, GG. Foreshadowing is so much fun. But yeah, Paul. Uh, Paul is it Hedman's to lose in your mind? And is it Kucherov's to win in everyone else's? I don't think there's a wrong answer. Uh, I think points, injuries, m- like missing a couple games may be impactful on him not winning, which isn't really fair. But like you said, Kucherov's been unbelievable. Hedman's been a machine. But I have seen a couple stats on Hedman where there's been last night and I think yeah. another game before where he actually had a negative impact yeah. on his team, like yeah, analytically, but without him, like, I don't know if they're not nearly as deadly. No, no, not at all. Um, and it is worth saying that, yeah, last night before it was before overtime. So during regulation, he had something like a 38 expected goals. Um, he was kind of getting dominated. So that's a little surprising. And when we're in the Stanley cup final, which is really when the consmite is decided. One game can change things. Like, if per se, what if um, I don't know? Pick a random player, uh, Alex Kalorn, who's gotten actually a couple big goals here. Yeah. Um, what if he has a hat trick in game six and they win? Yeah. Maybe I, I feel like NHL would is 
kind of dumb enough to do that, but and no disrespect to this legendary Coburg man, but Justin Williams won off the back of a few good games. Won the Conn Smythe uh, back in 2014. Well, it's so heavily narrative based, right? So a few game winners, that's it seals the deal. Which is why I think Point could have an advantage because he's got two overtime winners, I think, and I don't think either of the other two big guys do or even have one. I don't know, actually. So he could have the edge there, along with being Canadian, which we know most of the Canadian writers probably have a bit of a bias towards. But <laughs> nevertheless, we'll, we'll uh, save that, that very divisive topic for another time. Can I but, ask you guys something? I've been thinking about this lately. I don't know it. if we have time, but... Yeah, yeah. So they always talk about how like the Leafs are in uh, like cap hell, right? Tampa is also very much in that position because they have... Sergachev and Sorelli coming up as RFAs, and they don't have a whole lot of money. So originally, the three names being tossed out were to be traded to clear up cap space was Tyler Johnson, Andre Platt, and Alex Klorn. And at the time, it seemed like you could probably move any one of them and they'd be okay. They, all three of them, have had really good playoffs. So what do you do? Uh, for me, it's Tyler Johnson because Sorelli's the replacement. Yeah. It's harder. Okay. I find that's it, what I I was leaning like, towards Tyler Johnson yeah. too, but like it, it is totally a tough question. But since you have basically a ready-made replacement, like already, like it's it would be a little harder to replace Kalorn or Palat, like especially with Palat playing so well on the top line, um, and even he Killorn, has like ten goals or something or eleven goals. Yeah, yeah, like he he's been he's been playing nuts, and yeah. he had that disgusting goal last night. That was that was that so nice. Um, and because it seemed like Kalorn was the guy heading into this yeah. season like everybody I mean, kind of thought you know he's on the decline but he had a pretty solid year and he's been really effective in the playoffs so i think he kind of secured his own spot it doesn't hurt that he makes uh, a million less than or yeah, at least i think it's 750 less than tyler johnson and i think he makes a buck less than yanni gord yanni yeah. gord was the other name kind of being thrown around who i could yeah I, I he's could younger actually, but yeah he's got more it, value well, Tampa's going to be a place to go for for play, good players, but it's also wary trading with them because they almost always win trades. I don't like it. It's it's very sad. But we uh, speaking of trades, oh my god, that transition. Whoa. We got a couple trades to dance. Let's start with the one that we aren't going to talk about. Mark Stahl in a second go to Detroit for future considerations. Good cap clearing. I don't know if they're trying to make a move for someone. Maybe. I don't know. I think it's just assets. I didn't yeah. even know you could trade for future considerations in the NHL. Yeah, they're just not as creative as just the baseball GMs, I guess. Um, but maybe the more important trade, or definitely the more important trade, uh, Patrick Cornquist. After apparently they had originally gotten a deal done, and then the NHL nixed it because of salary things or salary problems, he finally does get traded to the Florida Panthers in exchange for overpaid and long-term defenseman Mike Matheson and uh, fourth-liner Colton Ske- Sevier. The big news behind this one, guys. Now, we do want to say it's unsubstantiated. We couldn't find too many other corroborating articles or quotes. But a source that is generally quite, uh, I guess, secure or legit basically quoted Rutherford doing a radio hit where he did not realize that he had been taking on more salary in this trade uh, than less. Yikes. Yeah, that's not good. Did this Rutherford's guy, already been on the hot seat recently. I don't think that helps him at all. Did this guy get led into the Hockey Hall of Fame maybe on 
a couple of years too early. I hate to say that. It feels mean, but like he's, what is he doing? So here's the, here's the full quote that I saw. Okay. So I don't know how to pronounce this guy's name. I apologize. Bumbley. But he's, I think he's a reporter for in Pittsburgh. So he asked Rutherford, how do you feel about your cap situation right now? This didn't save you any money. And so the whole thing was Pittsburgh apparently is going to have an internal cap due to COVID and uh, revenue issues. So I think they wanted to shut it down to like 75 million or something. So Rutherford replies, uh, it saved us a hair, but well, no, you're right. It didn't. I'm not comfortable with it. Like what? <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> How do you make a trade and not realize what you're bringing in? I don't know. Math That's is hard. not a good look. Like, and Keith, it doesn't even make sense. Keith, Keith what, what would you do with Pittsburgh right now? Like, I predicted they were going to go after Taylor Hall. I'm quickly regretting that. <laughs> I don't like, like, do you fire the guy who got you back to back Stanley Cups? Okay. I feel like a lot of his success is based on drafting two of the best players we've seen in the last 20 years in Crosby and Malkin. And like, yeah, he did put the, put together a team around them on like what they're doing in Buffalo, as we alluded to earlier. But it's just, we looked at their draft history the other week too, right? They're just not doing enough currently to create a winner. So I'm not sure where you would even start with that team. I don't want to say tear it down to the studs because that just seems like a complete overreaction, but they've definitely got some work to do. How dare you disrespect leading goal scorer for 10 years, Jake Muzzin. What's wrong with you? Yeah, that's my point. Yep. No, I think you're right. Obviously they can't like, they can't go into a rebuild. They like, these guys are older, but they're still elite, obviously. But I worry that, that their GM is skewering their chances, right? There's been a lot of backfire on his moves recently. Like, all right, maybe Phil Kessel wasn't a great fit with your coach or him and Malkin buttheads, but he was a great player in Pittsburgh, and he helped them win two Stanley Cups. So, all right, if you need to get rid of him, fine. That return was not good. It wasn't. Galchenyuk barely lasted. I don't even know what the rest of the deal was. To be I fair, forget. Galchenyuk helped them land Zucker, who... Fair. Pretty good. Fair enough. But you also gave up a first. Yes. And of course, that trade, not bad. Kapanen deal, you probably overpaid for him, but you're bringing in a guy that can help you now. Okay. So you're not going to tear it down. And then you trade one of your better forwards, Hornquist, for a bad defenseman and a fourth liner. Like, I just, I don't know what direction they're going. Agreed. And, there's also some other concerning stuff coming out of there, like the whole Murray situation where there's very little clarity on what their plan is in that. And then also there's an article up on score talking about how Hornquist wasn't completely blindsided by this news where they just sort of walked up to him and said, Hey, you're getting traded, even though you have a no movement clause. Like it's just questionable and concerning types of things that are coming out of there. Can we also talk about why he said he was going to trade Murray? Cause that totally gives away any leverage he possibly could have had. Yeah. Like the deals aren't really working out for him. You could say maybe he's 50, 50 on them, but that's generous. That. Okay. Exactly. And he's also just like making a bad reputation. Like you're saying, all right, we're trading Matt Murray. Why would you put that out there for everybody to know? And why are you, saying, yeah, we're not re-signing Justin Schultz, whatever. And then defending Jack Johnson, like, I just, <laughs> I don't get it. He is an enigma. I, 
I don't know what they're going to do in Pittsburgh. I think they should just get rid of him and get someone who can think clearly in there. But, you know, it's, it, it is, I suppose, hard to trade someone who is literal or sorry, fire someone that's literally in the Hockey Hall of Fame. Yeah, I think he's got this season and then you got to make a decision. Well, I guess uh, I guess we'll see how much damage he can do over oh, by trades this season and maybe in free agency. Speaking of potential trades, my God, my my transitions have been on point. Line potentially getting traded is something that actually has steam. Uh, it was reported a little like uh, I think early last week, but everyone kind of dismissed it because why on God's green earth would you trade Line? Um, but you know it's continued to come out um and it's gained some steam and apparently it's legit they are serious winnipeg is seriously looking at getting rid of line a getting rid of is a bit harsh but uh i'd like to get your guys's opinions uh on some of the higher profile teams that could go after them and have been rumored to kind of kick tires and what a deal could look like i'm obviously drawing this straight from the score there are five potential trade destinations for line a we'll do three of them because i don't want to give away the whole article but uh, to start, guys, a nightmare scenario for team for people that don't want a super team in the NHL, the Colorado Avalanche right. with wow. over $22 million in cap space. Uh, a potential deal is Patrick Laine in exchange for Ryan Graves, Connor Timmons, and Tyson Jost. Paul, what is your initial reaction to this? I don't think that's really enough to land Patrick Laine, to be honest. I don't know if that, well, Winnipeg does need defensemen obviously, because they lost so many in the offseason. But Connor Timmons, I don't I don't really see him being like a top four guy. Ryan Graves could be. He's still young. He had a good year. And Tyson Jost, I don't really think he's a second line center. So this seems kind of more like putting duct tape over a hole in the wall. You know what I mean? That's probably yeah. not a very good analogy, but I, I just don't see that being a substantial offer to landline A. It would be great for Colorado, but I think Winnipeg could do better. I, I I see Graves and Timmons kind of projecting out as kind of second pairing defenseman and Jost as a third third liner, and that obviously does address literally all their issues, center depth and defensive depth. But I think you're right; it's kind of like plugging in pieces without actually getting the quality ones. Keith, what do you, what do you think? I have a feeling that it's just going to happen. Joe Sakic has a knack for when he has his mind locked on something, he's going to get it done. I could see that trade being done if Colorado maybe throws in their first this year or next, just to make Winnipeg have too much on their plate to refuse it. But if that trade gets done, I don't see how anybody picks any other than Colorado for the cup next year. (laughs) Yeah, 100% agree. Uh, Another team that could, I think, maybe would be a cup pick if they landed line A, the Carolina Hurricanes. They would be trading. What? Vincent Trotrek and Brett Pesci. Uh, that would be it. Huh. Now, before we get our reaction, uh, there is some logic to this. Obviously, Dougie Hamilton, who arguably with a healthy season could have won the Norris this year, uh, while he was kind of like rumored to maybe be in a deal like that, uh, Winnipeg has a hard enough time keeping free agents there in the first place. Um, so since Brett Pesci signed for another four years at a reasonable cap hit, that's why they have him in there. Um, and then Trocek is just a superb second line center, just everything you could want in that. So Keith, is that even close to enough? I really, I don't see it being this straightforward again, same with Colorado. I think the hurricanes would have to throw in a few draft picks, 
But yeah, there are definitely some tempting uh, positives from this trade for Winnipeg to look at and think about, hey, this could actually make us a better overall team, even though we are unquestionably losing the best player in this trade. That's a that's an interesting way to look at it. I don't think I'd really considered that. Paul? I think this is a better deal than the Colorado one, just because you're getting better players to fill those holes like we were talking about. Like you said, Trocek's unbelievable second liner. Brett Pesci can play your top four. That's definitely a step in the right direction. But like he said, I think you need to add. So you could always maybe try and throw in some other prospects too, because they have like Jake Bean. He's a good prospect. Defenseman could be intriguing for Winnipeg. Dominic Box been on the trade block for a while. So maybe you try and give up some prospects instead of picks or a combination, but I think you need to sweeten it a little bit. I still think they're a little ways off, just really? in terms. I mean, it's Patrick uh, Line. Yeah. Right. Like, and I know he had a down year two years ago when last year he actually had quite a good year, but it wasn't his normal, like, crazy goal scoring guy season. But he signed for under seven million, obviously for one more year, but he's an RFA after that. So you got team control. He's like a second overall pick who has really, he's been a stud. I think. I think you need a little more. And I think their last uh, potential team, I think their deal could maybe do it. So the last team that they outlined, there's obviously two more, but we're not going to give it all away, is the Minnesota Wild. Obviously, I don't know what Bill Guerin's doing over there. He seems to be making a couple silly trades. But what a deal could potentially look like, I'm going to modify it just a little bit. So they have the Wild getting Patrick Laine and a second-round pick. I'm going to take out the second-round picks. So the Wild are just getting Patrick okay. Laine. The Jets get Dumba, Eric Sinek, and a second-round pick that upgrades to a first-round pick if Patrick Laine resigns. Interesting. I feel like for Winnipeg, this has got to be one of the best return values of the three we've talked about so far. Because you get your forward, you get your defenseman, you get a pick that could potentially turn into a first. And on today's market, for an elite winger, you're not looking for anything less than that. That's a solid baseline. Yeah, I, I think so as well. I, I, it's probably the most competitive offer, I think. Um, I, don't, I don't really think the second round pick going from Winnipeg to Minnesota needs to be there. Uh, Paul? No, I agree. Cool. I don't really uh, have much else to add. <laughs> if Winnipeg does trade line A, one answer or one word answer, Paul. Where do you think he goes? Carolina, Keith, Colorado, Mac, New York Rangers. Wow, off the board, eh? Yeah, we only got That's, a little yeah. bit of time here left, so really quick. I just wanted to see about this, Keith. Could Ottawa put together a trade for Line A? I absolutely think they could. The fifth, uh, one of their defensive prospects, and any other combination of second round picks, I think that's got to be a tempting offer that you look at if you want to pick. You guys still got Sean Tierney, right? Or not Sean Tierney. Tierney. That's a, that's Chris Tierney. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah. You guys still have Chris Tierney, right? Yeah. Yeah. Cause they want centers and defensemen. You guys got a lot of good young defensemen. I think Ottawa could be a sneaky player in the line. A sweepstakes as well. I'm trying not to jinx it. The only issue. And I, this isn't even, I promise it's not meant to pick on you, but, is if they can pay him afterwards. But they probably can't. <laughs> yeah. But with that, we end our normal podcast and we will be right back and we'll bring you Welcome to the first ever 
Got, get off the mic. That was a great start. Family Feud episode. I am your host, Steve McHarvey, and with me are four very excitable contestants. On Team One, we have the aforementioned, already in this episode, Trivia Master, but he's got a handicap. Keith, alongside <laughs> our producer brainchild of Gotti, kind of, and I'm going to take it so that she doesn't have to say it, the COO, kind of, very debatable, and our web producer, Jen. Hi, guys. How are you two? We're good. fantastic. I'm glad you got the COO in there, because really, this is, you know, this is my thing. Um, listeners, if you hear a dog whistle, please don't be alarmed. <laughs> <laughs> That's just Jen. On the other side of my fictional table, we have the former co-host, now just kind of weird guest, also already on the episode, Paul, but he is joined by the man who knows no skyward bounds and the bald egg person himself, Steve. How is yeah. our other team doing? I haven't been bald in like two months. Steve, haven't you missed Max's intros? No. Where's Aaron? I want Aaron. <laughs> Those words are cursed here at the Family <laughs> Feud Studio. Without further ado, we're just going to get on to it. Have we decided who are the team captains on each team? We I didn't know we were supposed to decide. Yeah, this okay. wasn't. We weren't. Given who's going to be? Who's going to be the first person on each team to come up to the table? Paul. Keith. Oh, okay. All, All right. right, Paul and Keith. I'm scared. Table. No, that was pretty good, eh? That, no, I'm that is that. not family feud. That was family feud. Yeah. You're Thank very, you. very tone deaf. Thank you, Paul. I'm using that for like every question now. <laughs> Just wait for the edits. I'm gonna read my producer heart out. is dying. She's never welcome back. The first I'm gonna read the first question. The first person to yell beep is going to uh be awarded the first guess. Normal family feud rules apply. Uh if you have the highest guess on the board, then uh you get to choose to pass or play. Paul and Keith, are you guys ready? Sure. Yeah. Alright, round one. Name. The best looking player in the NHL. Uh, you don't even Paul. know who beef, did you? Okay. <laughs> Tyler Sagan. The sur- survey says. That's the top answer on wow. the board. Adam okay. Dean. I am indeed nodding over here. I well <laughs> done. Yes. Tyler Sagan, 21 uh, points. Paul, would you like to pass or play? Mac, we're going to play. All righty. Let's walk it- on over to Paul and Steve's table. <laughs> walk the walk. Can we ask if this is current players only? Uh, yes. It's, Ooh, it's cur- good it's, question. Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, that throws a very large spanner in the works on my side. <laughs> yes, it's, it's only current players. All right. So for the listeners at home, how this is going to work, we're not going to make them answer individually. Since there's just two of them, uh, they can kind of just decide between the two and submit one answer. They got to try and get all the answers on the board. This round is worth one times the points so normal points how are you guys good good what's your favorite ice cream um oreo (laughs) that's a terrible (laughs) answer all right (laughs) guys i'm looking i'm looking for the best looking current players what do you guys think steve who else is there hockey players aren't really the most attractive paul take that (laughs) back you just offended half of the girls in ontario whoa that is their type true Keith and Jen, feel free to maybe text among yourselves and try and figure out if, when you guys can steal and who you could steal with or what answer you can steal. All right, Steve, do, what do we think of TJ Oshie? He's got, 
He's got a little bit of baby face. I don't know. He's got that marvelous flow, though. It, he does. I was thinking maybe maybe a little bit on the older side, Hank. Oh, buddy. We're going with Hank. Survey oh, says... I, I hope you just put in your own sound <laughs> Yes, Henrik Lundqvist is the second answer. Oh, look at us go. Well done. Alrighty. All right. Guys, still looking. Six answers on the board. Yeah. Best looking right. players in the NHL. Well, it's got to be Zdeno Chara for sure. No, I'm sorry. That was mean. That was mean. Might I say that there was one joking response survey answer that did have Zdeno Chara as the answer. <laughs> Thank you, Bronco. Uh, I hope you listen. Uh, you know what? You need an this might be a, this might be an odd one, but what about Willie? Yeah, I could I could see that. William Nylander. Survey all the, says all the middle aged dads. Oh, oh, that's your first strike. First strike. The middle aged dads failed us. Board. All right, Paul <laughs> and Steve. Paul and Steve. We still got six answers on the board. You got two strikes left. Who are you going to go with this time? Oh, boy. Remember, attractive can come in many ways. Yeah, see, I'm thinking of a player, but I feel like I'm just saying it so I, to make my girlfriend happy. What about Crosby? I don't know about that. I'm thinking Barzal. Ooh, yeah, let's go Barzal. Matt Barzal survey says... Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Barzal, seventh answer on the board, worth 10 points. Well done. All right, five answers on the board. One strike. Who you guys got? Um, Kane? Maybe. You'd have to specify oh. which Kane. Patty P. Um, uh, you know, i got a strike to spare. Why not? Yeah, Mr. P. Kane. Patty Dirty Dangles Kane. Uh, Incorrect. One strike left. You guys are whiffing. Uh, yeah. Uh, Five answers on the board, guys. Jen and Keith are licking their chops, hoping to steal these points. What about Tom Wilson? Oh, a little bit of a rougher. Yeah, I can see yeah. that. I think he's a good-looking man. Yeah, let's, uh, let's go with Tom Wilson. Yeah. Tom Wilson survey says... Third answer right. on the board, 10 points. So we have the top three so far. Stay alive. I oh, know. I got one. How can oh. we forget Mr. Prince Charming, Brock Besser? Oh, yeah. Yeah, let's, let's do that. Brock Besser survey says... What? Really? No. Brock I, uh, Besser... I want to question these survey results. <laughs> I didn't do... I made the survey. I didn't answer them. You are trying to pick a fight with our loyal listeners. Let's refrain from doing that. I will fight every single <laughs> All right. <laughs> you guys... <laughs> Are donezo. <laughs> We're throwing it over. Keith and Jen, you have one chance. Steal the points that they could have had. I would just like to say, Paul, you have terrible taste in men. What? Terrible. terrible. Yeah, that was Rock most of our Rock conversation Besser? on the side was insulting your taste. Rock Besser. <laughs> yeah. I'm just his nickname is in the morning. Charming. Day, I wish I looked more like he likes. He's like from Shrek. <laughs> I didn't know that it was like He's Shrek. more like Shrek. How have I never seen that Ooh. before? He looks exactly like Prince And Shrek. I am personally offended by the length it took you both to get to my beautiful Matt Barzell. How dare you? He's like, ugh. Anyway. Yeah, well, guess what? You can't guess him, so ha. 
I know, but I can still be his number one fan. Matt Barzell, if you ever hear this, I'm not as creepy in real life, I promise. Um, <laughs> That's he- our producer. That's a lie. She's even more creepy. So our answer is going to be the one and only Carrie Price. Oh. Yep. Survey says... Price, fifth on the board, uh, 10 points. Let me do quick math. 51, 61, 68 points gathered there for Keith and Jen. Other answers Roman Yossi. He was fourth. Austin Matthews. Yes. Wait, what? I I would say Austin. Over Willie? Oh, definitely over Willie. No. Willie has no, like, presence. No swag. And Austin okay. has less hair than me. He was eating prosciutto That's fine. with That's braided fine. hair. He has hey, an incredible mustache. Shout, hey, shout out to Paul's girlfriend. Sydney Crosby was the eighth answer on the board. I also uh, agree with that one. Classic. She's going to yell at me when she hears this. That I oh, big, big time. I can't wait for that. All righty. Let's get <laughs> Jen. Let's get Steve up to the table. going to destroy Remember. you. <laughs> We've only been friends for six years. It's not that worth worth that much to me. Remember, you guys are yelling beep first. Okay. You guys are ready? We have to write beep first. They yell beep first or just beep? Just beep. Do I have to yell beep in English? Yes. Okay. Beepo? <laughs> Round two. Points are double. Steve and Jen. Sorry. Who has the best design in the league? Jen? I would say chance. Seattle. Ooh. My new favorites. Survey says... Yes. Seattle is the top answer on the board. Oh, baby. Oh, God. Well six. Jen, would you guys like to pass or play? Um, can I confer with my teammate? No. No. The answer is always play. Okay, I'll play. <laughs> Have you never watched Family Feud? We've never no. seen anyone pass. No, I don't watch Family Feud. Daytime oh, television, goodness. not in my schedule. Gracious. Evening time television. All righty. Let's yes, walk I'll over play. to Keith and Jen's table. Walk, walk, walk. Hi, guys. How's Whoa. it going? How are, you, how are you guys doing today? We're well. Good. Uh, well, who's your favorite Family Feud host? Um, I'm going to go with Steve Harvey. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go with Keith. I think Keith would have been a great host for this. I would have been. Keith isn't even a I'm, I'm eligible. He's not eligible to be the <laughs> All right, let's walk Aaron over. would have been the best host. <laughs> oh my god, can you imagine? Okay, so I guess we're just going back to the pre-Family Feud podcast because I'm kicking out Jen and Steve. All right, Keith and Jen, three strikes on the board, five answers left, double the points. Who has the best design in the league? And for the, for the record, design goes for logos, jerseys, uh, color schemes. aesthetic? Yes, exactly. That was what was specified to... Our survey respondents. Keithers, what do you think about Vegas? Oh, the Golden Knights. Another new team. I like it. Let's lock that one in. Let's try it. Okay. Michaela would like Vegas. Uh, Vegas, a Golden Knights. A survey says... Yes. Second on the board. Jen, you are killing this. They've got the top two answers. Can you tell this is what I look at most when I'm watching hockey? This is my second. Um, how many options do we have left on the board? How many spots? Four op- four answers left on the board. Three four strikes. Left. Remember, uh, uh, Paul and Steve, you guys should start thinking of some answers in case they falter. But oh, buddy, we're on it. For right now, <laughs> Keith and Jen, 
And this is your wheelhouse. I'm willing to take okay, the back you're, you're my here. sounding board here because those were my two favorites. What about I kind of like Calgary. Calgary. That's what I was thinking. Okay, I'm, here we go. Let's go Calgary, Mac. Calgary Flames survey says <sighs> really oh. incorrect. Calgary. The red and yellow combination. You know what? I will say they did get votes, but they didn't get enough. Okay. Um, so incorrect. What about mm. Tampa? Ooh, Tampa's jersey. Pretty, are pretty like plain color scheme. <clears throat> Especially Unbeatable with those, logo. The third black jerseys. I like those. Or or Columbus. I think we should go Tampa first. Tampa. Okay, let's try Tampa. Tampa Bay Lightning survey says. Oh, really? No. Okay. Tampa Bay. I guess Do we think we should play to the home crowd? I feel like Leafs are on the board. Yes. And I do feel like, yeah, maybe we're being a bit adventurous here. Let's go with some more classic options. Let's go with the Leafs. Let's try it. They're going to let us down. It's just, it's just the Leafs deal, but let's try it. Oh. The Toronto Maple Leafs survey says... Why would you pick the Leafs? Yes, actually, they were on there. Yep. Six <laughs> pick. Yeah, six, six on the board, 13 points. You guys okay. stay alive. Three answers. We really need to think this one board. through. Okay. We're missing one. We got the um, first two, and we got way down at the bottom. Let's, let's well, just think this through. Dallas, I love, but I don't think it's a home run. I don't think they're well-known enough in our neck of the woods. And it's just green. Yeah. I love green, but it's just green. What about Colorado? Yeah, I could see Colorado. Hmm. Hmm. Montreal, maybe? See, that's what I was thinking. That's the longevity. But, again, is that two? Yeah. One strike left, three answers on the board. I'm going to need an answer from you guys. I'm thinking, I'm thinking. Steve and Paul are just drooling. No, I don't think. I think think we should continue on our Canadian streak and go with the Canadians. Okay, let's do it. Let's lock it in. The Montreal Canadien survey says, Damn. and that is your third strike. Montreal is not on the board. Let's move it on over to Paul and Steve, who have a chance Ooh. to steal here. Guys, um, can we say alternate time. jerseys, or is it just like their main jersey? It's just the team in general. Just yeah, the team in general. Yeah, but that includes like alternates and all that, and like okay. Guys, uh, who are you going to go with? We're going to lock in Chicago. Oh, no. The Chicago Blackhawks. Survey says... Yeah! Fifth answer on the board. 13 points. Well done, guys. Other answers. The Colorado Avalanche. No! <laughs> Third on the board. And unbelievable enough, I could not... I was just like, why? The Minnesota Wild. I really? love oh yeah, movie. okay, I see that. But I also like Anaheim, and I also oh, like I did. Anaheim was better when it was like the Mighty Ducks. I know my brother had light up Mighty Duck sneakers, and I was so jealous. I'm not what? over it. Yeah, they were so dope. But, but uh, yeah, okay, whatever. Uh, I mean, that's kind of <laughs> shocking to me. Not gonna lie. Like, I to be fair, I actually really liked uh, both the Calgary and Tampa picks. I would have had them in my answers, but I also like the Oilers. I'm not like, the, the Oilers alternate jerseys, especially. But yeah, I would have gone LA too. I oh, really I like those. Oh, those are clean. Those are clean. Those but purple jerseys, though. Oh, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Fortunately, we don't make the surveys. 
And Paul and Steve steal a whopping 146 points <laughs> from Keith and Jen as it was a double round. So right oh, now, I, Paul and Steve lead Keith and Jen 146 to 68. No. Pa- Paul, I think we're going to have to send more bread in our chat. All the bread. That's weird. Guys, you know we got this bread. <laughs> we got this bread. All right. We got Paul. We got Keith. Come up to the table for round three. Alrighty, guys. Round three, five answers on the board. Uh, answers are worth, again, double points. Who is a player that you'd start a franchise with? I heard Keith first. That's got to be McDavid. Survey says... No. McDavid is the fifth answer on the board. Man. I'm kidding. He's what? First. He's first. He's first. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, Keith, would you like to pass or play? I think we're going to play this. You should definitely Alrighty. pass. Alrighty. Let's walk on over to Keith and Jen's table. Da, 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 da. That was very good. Hi, guys. Hello. What's up? So how's the game been going? Uh, you know what? Uh, we're not- pretty pretty bitter, actually. Got yep. some um, some mighty mean things to say to our opponents across the way over there. Yeah, bring it. Yeah. Hey, yeah. hey producer Steve, Jenner, Steve remember will fight all hey. you and our fans. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, your fans? Okay, got it. How dare you? Don't upset our fan. <laughs> yes, please, be very please upset use when you the see <laughs> Legal has told us we're not allowed to use fans plural because that's false advertising. So please just use the singular. It's just hey, producer Jen. Remember when uh, Keith said Colorado on the last question, and then you completely ignored that, and then you lost all the points. Do you remember when I got the first two bang on yeah. one two yeah. out the Do game? Do not try to make trouble in paradise here. For right? someone who watches hockey <laughs> once a year, when you force me to, that's you know pretty good. Carry on. I'd like to hear. All, All right, right, guys. We are looking for who our listeners would like to start a franchise with. All right. So Keith, I have a radical suggestion here, but I am going to follow your lead. Do we All need right. to think about a goalie? Ooh, which goalie did you have in mind? Mm-hmm. See, that's the issue. Oh. <laughs> I have the theory, but I just don't have, I can't deliver on the rest. I mean, like Flurry, he's kind of getting up there in years. So I don't know. I don't know what you think. I think the goalie thing might be helpful later, but for now I'm going to lock in our likely Conn Smythe winner in Nikita Kucherov. Mm. Nikita Kucherov. Survey says... What? Not in the top five of responses, Kucherov. That's that's the first strike. You guys still got four answers on the board. Okay, I know people are divided on his... Well, sometimes divided. I don't think he's that controversial. But do we go with someone like Matthews? I think that's a good choice here. Mr. Austin Matthews, Mr. Austin. Austin Matthews. Survey says... Austin Matthews is third on the board, 13 points. This is number two. Oh, it could be McDavid's teammate in Dreisaitl. Do you think? I think it could be. But then again, I also thought Kucherov was a lock, so... Fair, fair. Hmm. Okay, we're building a franchise here. We got to think about that. Like, huh. you've got the star, you've got McDavid, but you need need somewhat of a foundation there. What about Nathan McKinnon? Like, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Is he like a sure thing that people would I, say, "Yes, I could build oh, the rest of my team around that"? I'd say he's a sure thing, except for one awards voter. So yeah, we will go with Nathan McKinnon. Luckily, that awards voter was not a part of our survey because survey says. Yes, Nathan McKinnon, a whopping 33 points, second place. 
So we have right. two and five. Yeah. Two answers left on the board. Still got one strike. See, I think the goalie thing makes sense, but now thinking about it, I don't think anyone would have put down a goalie. Exactly. I think we got to play the crowd here, and no one yeah. said a goalie. So what okay, who else are we missing? Maybe hmm. Drysaddle? Maybe Drysaddle. But I mean, like, he is again. the heart winner, so I feel like it's not a bad choice. We will go with Drysaddle. Leon, heart winning, Drysaddle survey says... I have that feeling that was coming. I will uh, say I surveys were completed before the uh, awards were finalized or this announced. Okay, I feel like we, we need to be looking at like names and lights a bit more. Yeah, I feel like I feel that's like what people look- answered, even though they shouldn't have. You need a good solid foundation, but they're getting a bit blinded by the stars. Okay. You think they had the name recognition of Crosby? Quite possibly. Even though he's not what he once was, he's still very good. This is true. Or did we go with another Leafs player? Do you think they would have doubled up on Leafs? No. No, I'm going to make that executive decision. We're going to need an answer shortly here from you guys. Ooh. I like Crosby. Yeah, okay, what's the harm? Well, you guys are on two strikes, but Sidney Crosby survey says... Oh, stay alive. The fifth of five answers, six points on the board. You guys are just missing one player. Oh, boy. Okay, so what are other cornerstone franchise players well when you think of crosby you think of ovechkin you do could would you could you would you start a franchise with ovechkin i mean maybe not at this point in his career but that's I think my concern but would people have put his name down regardless well like i'm wondering the crowd we would have got filling out these surveys exactly <laughs> don't i don't think we have to look away from forwards i don't think it's going to be a defenseman or a goalie I'm wondering if we're missing out on a whole swath of younger guys Ooh, that's a good point. That's my concern. Or did people put down someone like Tavares, even though I don't agree with that whatsoever? Some Tavares slander here. I'm always approving of that. Um, <laughs> more where that came from, but that's all I'll say for now. One strike, one answer left on the board. I'm going to need you guys to submit an answer pretty soon here. My heart wants to go with Ovechkin here just because of the name. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's go with Ovechkin. Go big or go home. Alexander Ovechkin. Survey says Ovechkin was not the final answer, but a great showing from the kids on the right. That's where they are in the Zoom call. But let's move over to the left, see if they can get this final response and and solidify their lead going into Fast Money. Steve, Paul, do you have an answer for me? We do. We were debating between two players, but I think we you can got our guy. Two players are no one else is going to steal them. Well, we'll do our main answer, and if it's wrong, we'll say who our backup guy was. Alrighty. So, we think maybe Elias Pedersen. Is that what you're locking in? I believe so, Steve. Yeah, that's what we're locking in. Alright. Alrighty. Elias Pedersen. I'm not confident. Survey says... Yeah. Yeah. Jen, pick up 176 points. Oh, baby. (laughs) Who was the last one? Uh, what was your guys' next guess? Panarin. A transfer. Yeah, it's got to be someone with more name recognition than that to the wider hockey audience. Yeah. Keith, you were really close on the Conn Smythe pick. Oh, Braden no. Point. No. Braden Point. Braden really? Point was I the fourth I thought Kucherov answer. didn't make it on point when neither. I yeah. will say other, te- other people That's- that got votes include uh, Kucherov, Taves, Hedman, Carey Price, Patrick Kane, and John Tavares. 
Hey, so I was kind of, I, I was on the right track with two of those. No, yeah. no offense to Braden Point, but. Does he I get up a, there with those others? I take a few of the others that didn't get in there over him. Mm. I'll be, I'll be honest. I would take Braden Point in the position that he's in. Uh, he's, he's kind of incredible. Yeah. But is that not just like a kind of at the moment thing? Would you build a franchise around that? Uh, yeah. Yeah. He's to me, he's a top five center in the league right now. And he's 22, but that's just me, but we're going into fast money. All righty. So going into this, Keith and Jen have 244 points. Paul and Steve have 146. It's still anyone's game because fast money is worth triple. And unlike the previous rounds, Every single answer that anyone submitted is available, except for Bronco. So you won't get, <laughs> you won't get points if you name a wrestler. Um, uh, that's where my skill set comes in handy. On a random toss, we've decided that Keith and Jen will go first. So I would kindly ask Paul, Steve. Get out. Get out. Fine. Be like that. I will bring you back shortly. Or not. All right. Now it's just us. How are you guys feeling going into the Fast Money? I feel confident. I like our our like our chances. Got a good dynamic going. Yeah, well, that's so much for Keith's handicap, eh? Ooh. Do we want to uh, maybe rephrase that in post production edits? Uh, no. Well, it's become it's been commonplace for me to be embarrassed on the show, so we'll leave it in. No wonder I like the show so much. But uh, the dynamic stops here as only one person will be responding. The other person will stay in the call, but they will just be muted. Who would you guys like to submit as the person to answer? Keith, I know I've done well, but I do think this has to be you. You've just got the depth of knowledge that I just humbly do not have. So I support you. I appreciate that. Let's let's rock and roll, Mac. All righty, Keith. So I'm going to uh, read you five questions. uh, I'm going to read you a question. Once I'm done reading the first question, a timer is going to start for exactly, uh, we'll give you 50 seconds, five zero seconds, okay? Um, you can pass on a question and we can try and revisit it Um, once you've said an answer in full I'll take that answer and we'll move on beyond that are you ready to go yep let's do it already the timer will start when I'm done reading the first question Keith name the fan base that suffers the most in the league Ottawa name the dirtiest player in the league Uh, Tom Wilson Name the worst broadcaster in the NHL. Oh, God. Oh, I pass. Who is the most underrated player in the NHL? Um, hmm. Let's go with Thomas Shabbat. On average, how long do players nap on game day? Uh, two hours. Name the worst broadcaster in the NHL. Um, Pierre Dorian. No, damn it. Oh, damn it. I mean... Oh, <laughs> oh no. Oh, I hate that. I hate that so much. <laughs> you know who I meant. Uh, yes, I do. I'm sorry, though, because Pierre Dorian was the first full name, unfortunately, yeah. to come out. Yeah, that, that one stings. It, it, it can. It can. But um, you still had some pretty good answers. Other, uh, I don't like two of them. I don't like my Shabbat answer either. But we will see. We will see. Um, so, uh, I, I, Jen, do you have any thoughts before I tell you guys to get out? No, because I want to support my teammate. I would have had oh. other answers, but to be fair, I don't think I would have given much better ones. All <laughs> Considering right. when you said dirtiest player, I thought of Chris Neal, who, um, definitely. Very did. retired. Yeah, very, very, very retired. Hopefully yeah. has more teeth now. 
Uh, yeah. So no, good job, Keith. Go team. All righty. Well, congratulations on finishing the family feud. I will ask you guys to leave uh, so that we can get the second part going. And uh, I'll invite you guys back for the final results. All righty. Welcome back, guys. Did you guys have a good little break? Uh, no. I had to go pee. So yes. Okay. <laughs> that's, that sounds like some good team building. <laughs> How do you guys feel going into Fast Money? Uh, I'm gonna be honest. Not too good. I'm nervous. I feel pretty confident. Oh well, Steve, lead the way. You guys nope. are facing a deficit, but it's a deficit that can be overcome. Three times the score is definitely something that you guys can handle. So, how this is gonna work? I'm gonna ask only one of you to submit answers. You're gonna have 50 seconds to answer five questions. The timer will start as I'm finishing the first question. Uh, the person who's not answering questions can stay in the call but they will just have to mute themselves. Do you have you guys decided who you are submitting to answer? Steve, you just said you're confident and I'm not. So I think you're the man. I'll go. I'll do it. Let's do it. All right. All righty. So Steve, I am again, I'm going to ask you five questions. You can pass on it on a question and we can come back to it. You have 55 zero seconds to answer all five questions. If the timer runs out, then well, Whatever questions you didn't answer, we'll submit as no answer. I will take the first full answer that comes out of your mouth. We'll explain the uh, relevancy of this later. <coughs> Steve, are you ready? Uh, as ready as I'll ever be. All right. So here we go. Timer will start when I finish this question. Steve, which fan base suffers the most in the NHL? The Toronto Maple Leafs. Name the dirtiest player in the league. Brad Marchand. Name the worst broadcaster in the NHL. Uh, what's his name? Um, pass. Who is the most underrated player in the league? Uh, it's it's, it's got to be Mika Zibanejad. On average, how many, how many hours a day on game day do players nap? Three. Steve, who is the worst broadcaster in the NHL? I can't remember his name. 10 seconds. This is the only question left. The Bruins broadcaster. I need, I need, I name anyone. I need a full name. Eddie Olchek. This is the only one I can think of right now. All righty. Ball on mute. How do you, how do you feel about how your teammate performed? Not bad. I like his answers. Thank you. The broadcaster one though. I know as soon as Max said it, I knew it too. And we were thinking the same person. I, I have no idea what his name is. Can I well, say this, it? Yeah, yeah, no one's no Jack one's. Edwards. Yeah, that's it. He's by far the worst one anyway, so Well yeah, guys Yeah. Well that I, and the guy that got kicked off of NBC. I congratulate you for finishing Family Feud. I'm gonna tally the results and uh, once we're done we'll bring everyone back in and uh, we'll we'll reveal how fast money went for everyone and the final tallies. Alright? Okay. All right. <laughs> All right, I'd like to welcome back all of our contestants. You guys did a marvelous job. Somehow through the first three rounds, you guys actually answered the top board question off that weird beep thing that we did. So congratulations to that. And uh, Fast Money was uh, inter interesting. Um, Keith, uh, do we want to talk about the fact that you said a GM um, yep. instead of a broadcaster? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to okay. be fair, to console Keith, I did tell him after that I would have just said a city 
and hoped that you would have understood. Oh, Chen, you would have just said a city. Hey, Steve, what did you say to broadcasters? <laughs> Boston. That's what I would have said. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't remember Jack Edwards. Anyone I from Boston. Pierre I said Pure Dorian. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I was trying to think of that Leafs one, but I still, I still can't remember his name. Oh, uh, Jim Eason? Yeah. yeah. Broadcasters get no love. I would have said, yeah, Boston or like Philly or Montreal. Anyone from any of those three regionals areas. So great question, but horrible answers. Yes. I, okay, well, here, let's, uh, let's get on into this, all right? For the first question, I asked Steve and Keith, which fan base suffers the most in the NHL? Steve answered Toronto. Keith answered Ottawa. Mm. Top answer on the board was Toronto. Ha. Had 29 points. Ottawa did pick up points. Uh, they were fifth on the board with 10. Uh, in between, there was Arizona and Buffalo. Both no one said Florida? Mm. Hold on. Uh, Edmonton had 12. Florida, 7. Detroit, who <laughs> I thought would definitely be higher, had 5. Then San Jose, Rangers for some reason, and then Philly as well. When I went what? to Florida, they didn't even know they had a hockey team. Well, then, does their fan base really suffer if they don't even yes, know? Yes, because you're like three Ignorance people in the fan base. They have two. <laughs> and you're like, hey, man, I'm going to a Florida game. And someone's like, what? That doesn't make it. Like, of course they suffer. Nobody even knows they exist. Well, I rest uh, my case. Steve and Paul did get the edge there with Toronto as the top answer. Name the dirtiest player in the league. This one was pretty interesting. Keith said Tom Wilson. That was my second, yeah. And Steve said Brad Marchand. The correct answer is Tom Wilson, but the top scoring answer was Brad Marchand. Oh, no. <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta know our fans. Brad yeah. Marchand our had fans, 31. Sorry, Tom Wilson was second with 17. Following him and everyone who got points, Corey Perry, oh. uh, Zdeno Chara, Brendan Lemieux, Matthew Kachuk. Um, we had some throwbacks. Sean Avery. you know you're dirty one uh evgeny malkin jamie ben charlie mcavoy uh ryan kessler nazim kadri steve downey yeah yeah, well yeah lucic you could throw in brandon lemieux's father actually is it the father is is that yeah yeah that's his dad claude Claude lemieux is his dad isn't he yeah yeah so that was uh you guys again did very well i'm gonna preface these next two with you, neither of you got any points. <laughs> yeah. Well, the broadcaster one is obvious. A GM and a well-known good broadcaster I know. aren't going to really get it done, but you guys both actually were on pace for the top right answers. Jack Edwards did run away with first with 54 points, which oh, would have been whopping for a triple round. Pierre Maguire was second and was, again, the correct oh, response. Yeah. With 18, Mike Milbury recently let go. 13, oh, yeah. Greg Millen, Darren Pang, Craig Button, Craig Simpson, Nick Kiprios, Kelly Rudy, and Jim Hewson all got points as well. Why was Greg Millen so high? I don't know. People don't like him, I guess. Now, I do find it shocking that you guys weren't able to get points on the underrated player because I included every single player except for Broncos picks because they were uh, McGilney, Burray, and Pronger. Um <laughs> There were so many answers to be had. Um, ta- and to be quite quite honest, both of your answers are fine. Uh, yeah. Zabanajad and Thomas Shabbat. Uh, they are both underrated, but neither of them got uh, lands. Can you guys guess who our listenership guest is the most underrated player? 
Nylander. William Nylander. It's William Nylander. How did you guys not get William Nylander? I'm also so proud of our listenership because they got Ellis and uh, Theodore in there with multiple votes. So proud of you guys. Right now, brainwashed our yes. fans. Nice. <laughs> um, <laughs> your parents. But in order, we got Huberto, <laughs> so Anthony Sorelli, Ryan okay. Ellis, Barkov, okay. JT Miller. Let me finish. <laughs> uh, Theodore, uh, Brendan Gallagher, Couturier, Pesci, Point, Shifley, Nelson, Seth, Seth Jones, Rupe Hints, Warinsky. We knew Keith wasn't going to get that one. <laughs> Josh Bailey, and Philip Dunneau. Huberto can't be underrated when he's constantly told to said to be the most underrated player. Uh, uh, that's Barkov. It's Barkov. Well, he was on there too. Yeah, yeah. Barkov can't be. Um, same with I think Couturier kind of gets that now. Yeah. Got a sulky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey guys, I, I didn't make the or I maybe didn't next survey we need to clarify for our lovely listeners what the definition of underrated is. <laughs> no, that makes it so much fun. No, because we're actually trying to get underrated. On average, how long do players nap on game days? Way too long. Keith said two hours. That was worth 26 points. uh, Steve said three. That was worth 20 points. Top answer was four hours with three points. Yep. That's absurd. All right, even I don't nap for four hours. That's the average as well. There are people who nap more than four hours. That's how much people think. That isn't t- necessarily okay. the average. That's just how long our readership thinks that they nap. One hour was fourth. And I mean, technically, tied for fifth was six hours and 14, but that's because Broncos stupid and put 14. <laughs> <laughs> so that one didn't count. Granted, if someone had said 14, I would have counted it. Nice. All in all, guys, Steve and Paul picked up 240 points in the Fast Money round. So you get with three first place answers. Uh, Maybe, but you didn't have three first place answers. <laughs> did we not? I thought we did. <laughs> no, you had the first yeah, two were the top answers. Then Steve, you had I love your self confidence. The third one. That is a lesson for us all. You're constantly backing yourself. I can't count. <laughs> Keith you and know. Jen picked up 159 points. Oh, crap. In the end, guys, it was decided by less than 15 points. No. Was it 14 points? <laughs> In theory, if someone had even just said Warinsky for underrated player, that would have decided it. <laughs> and that person would have had to have been Steve because Keith Aww. and Jen won the first of Get Off the Mic Family Feud. Congratulations, guys. How do you feel? Oh, uh, this is the highlight of my week. I'm really not sure how I can be promoted from COO, but if anyone out there knows, please send a message to info at Get Off the Ice at gmail.com and we will take that in consideration at the next board meeting well let it be known that uh, an option that you can't submit is getting rid of me we tried that hasn't <laughs> worked mac tried that specifically he was like guys <laughs> please let me leave and we just said no <laughs> he wants to retire with his head held high before aaron comes for his title little by little every week aaron's already taken the title Oh, well, that's a hot take. This episode should just be called Aaron's the Real Host. But no. to be fair, the only reason I'm here is because Aaron isn't here. Yeah. So I think maybe Aaron's out. Jen's in. I can't yeah. find that. Paul, you can put the crickets after that because that's pretty much how it felt. <laughs> there was no one even breathed. Yeah, go Jen. Okay. I think the real winner's here is all of us today because it implies by playing this game that we are a family. 
No, oh. Paul, threewitters.u because you put Brock Besser because of Shrek. Okay, you know what? <laughs> I revoke it. Jen's out again. <laughs> we have to discuss this Shrek thing. Paul, you were 24 years old. This conversation has And <laughs> Shrek is timeless. It's for all ages. Shrek is gorgeous and you know it. <laughs> oh, no, I really don't. And I do not agree with the Brock Besser. Brock Besser fans out there. Please, what do you see? I Please don't email understand. Jen. Prince Charming. They see Prince Charming. We've been Just over this. Send pictures of Brock Besser to Jen. You know, I've been trying to end the episode for like 10 minutes here. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in. So much. Who is coming for my job? Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. I'd like to thank our contestants. You guys did all so great. Um, I think we all had a great time. And I think we'll probably have to do this again. Um, and block Bronco from answering the survey. Um, does anyone have anything to say specifically, Steve? Yes. Uh, wash your hands, wear a mask, and wash Keith's hands. Lovely. That's maybe the new staple of the episode. Yeah. Catch us early in the week. Um, again, not Mondays. We don't know when they're going to come out, but sometime early in the week. <laughs> and Check listen us out. across all your favorite listening platforms. Yep, Spotify, <laughs> Apple Podcasts, and the website Get Off the Ice. We got a new article out, Potato GM, a potato can draft better than GMs. Thank the working you. title is Potato Picks. Move along. I hope it's not a working title because it's published. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm just a producer. I don't manage content. A producer of bad ideas. Thank you, guys. Au revoir. Bye. Bye. Be sure to check us out at getofftheice.com. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at getofftheice.com.